0: That's why you can't do anything because you don't even know who you are. So I'm going to start putting my energetic currency into the things I do value. And I'm going to stop putting energy into what I think people want me to be and do, because that's that's why we don't have true self-esteem. That's why we feel stuck and trapped. And when you have humility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Midlife Ladies.
1: This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And
2: I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose
1: of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Oh my gosh. Our next conversation with Andrea Lowell is so rich with information. I, I, I just don't even know where to begin. Seriously.
2: I mean, she just, she came into our lives at the perfect time, right when we needed to receive the message that she yes. Is sharing.
1: Yes. And she was exactly where we are today at one point, And she was working for Playboy. She had millions of on-air listeners for her on-air program, which we are manifesting right now, right? right? Yes. We're manifesting the millions of listeners and living the life that to outsiders might seem like she had reached the pinnacle of success. And like, when I think about what we do in our day jobs, we are both successful mm-hmm. working executives and, and that's where she was, but she wasn't happy.
2: No, and she was actually feeling stuck. Like
1: she was living a life that was completely out of
2: alignment with her truth, with her values. And then she reached a point where she couldn't take it anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. And she then got really, really honest with herself and seriously just made a leap of faith to start her own business and develop the I Am Everything project Mm -hmm. in which she brings her clients to this radical self-awareness that propels them into this Amazing state of self-expansion and growth.
2: Yes. And you know what I love is that her two-month self-mastery program, it it centers around this never-ending practice of of self-awareness. And that self-awareness propels the spiritually minded to these next level frequencies. You know, I love this shit. Mm. So uh, this mindset, this connection to the divine and Mm that leads to the next level manifestation. And I know that this is so wooshy, wooshy, woo for so many of our listeners, but ladies, literally, if you tap into this and listen to these words, she is literally teaching her clients how to become their own gurus, how to become their own sheroes, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. Not heroes, girls, sheroes.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It's not hard. She breaks it down in such a way that really, if you just put her tips to practice, I'm confident that we can all become our own gurus. And to our listener out there, we would love to know what is that nugget of goodness that you took away from this conversation? Please leave us a review and let us know what you're going to do differently, because I can think of like five things from this conversation that I'm going to be doing differently from now on.
2: Yes. And for God's sake, do not forget to join our Facebook group, girl. Yes. And now let's welcome Andrea Lowell to the show.
1: We are so excited to have you so here. So excited, Ladies. Juice. Yes,
0: I am like just so excited to see where this conversation goes. Right. Girl, oh, it's girl.
2: It's going to go where we take it. Let's take <laughs> it there.
1: Yes. Let <laughs> us take it there. So, you know, I really want to just dive in by starting and asking what is the I am everything project and how is it born?
0: Okay. So Mm. the I am everything project is about a two month mentorship program with me Mm. where I take my clients, typically women between ages 30 and roughly 55. And I have have four (laughs) years left. (laughs) <laughs> that I can do in this project. Let's do, do it. You know. And, but i I'll take, I'll take anyone if they're, if they're ready for this type of transformation, it's a mm. self mastery program. Mm. So we start with the basic components within this two month, like truly life transformational program, start with quantum knowledge. So I teach a bit of quantum mechanics and universal law. I get really deep into
2: karma. What does it mean?
0: What does that mean? What does quantum mechanics
2: and all of that mean before we go into the karma piece? I don't think
1: everyone knows. No. And this is something we're super interested in.
0: Then this this conversation is divine. Yes. 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 So the quantum is the subatomic level. The Mm -hmm. quantum, so we have physics and we have quantum Mm -hmm. physics. Now, quantum physics is total and sheer chaos. It makes zero sense. When you look at what's going on in this world around us and you look at, you know, this microscope that goes beyond the subatomic, you would think you would see order and carbon Mm -hmm. bonds and structure. And instead, what happens when you get at the true level of the, the fiber of reality it's sheer chaos. So the question is, how does it work when we look deeper into the reality in which we live? And when I say reality, I kind of say that loosely because who knows? I'm, it's an illusion, what reality,
1: right? Reality. What I'm still reality. trying to
2: figure out like, are, are we really in a, uh, what, what does everyone keep
0: calling it? A simulation.
1: Yeah, well, are we in a simulation?
2: Why does <laughs> right? the bus fit on the same, same lane that the car yeah. fits? Okay, what that. is up
0: with that? No. On that note, this is a question I asked um, some of my followers the other day. <laughs> Yeah. It's, this is a question that was posed a few years ago, but I brought it back up. Have you ever seen your neighbors bring in their groceries? Well, no, but I can't see my neighbors, really. but let me go back to old neighbors. No, right No, no. So are we living in a simulation? We're like, we right? that's just not part. I, I'm like, this is Why? weird. I, know. I bring in it's my so groceries. funny,
1: though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm always I'm always out there. With all the bags, all you know, right.
1: how many seven bags arm? per arm. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so what happens is when we start looking at the quantum, we start realizing through the study of quantum mechanics and string theory and all these different nuances and things that everything in this reality is energy and intention. And most mm. of the stuff that we feel as hard material is actually empty space. So I start by teaching my clients about the vibrational reality of the world and how everything is truly energy and how everything vibrates at different frequencies. And that by getting our frequency a certain way, we can then vibrate a certain way. And then the like vibration. So let's say I'm vibrating at the the frequency of gratitude. I will actually call in more things
1: into my life through my frequency to be more mm. grateful for. I need to be on that Love Michael this. B. Jordan frequency. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was sitting here, we're talking a lot about vibrators right now. And I'm Ooh. like, no, not vibrators, vibration, vibration, <laughs> vibration. Um, no, but I love this. And I heard something the other day where someone was using an analogy that if you set two guitars next to one another and you pluck the C guitar mm-hmm. on one, the C string or you pluck the C string on one guitar, the C string on the other guitar would vibrate because there is vibration in the universe. That's right.
0: Everything Amazing. is a vibration. Nothing isn't a vibration. Things that appear really hard and dense, like this microphone I'm speaking into is a faster Crazier vibration, things that are mm. softer have a more malleable vibration. You know, for ex- example, if you go to a gym that has like a a fat body fat percentage scale yes. thing, and you put your hands on, you're like, "How does this work?" It works through resonance. It mm. can tell which tissue is what: what's bone, what's muscle, what's fat by how fast it vibrates. Mm. Right. So that I mean, it just shows you that's how everything works, and that's a good example people can kind of understand. So mm-hmm. that's where. The, the coaching with me starts. I can't teach you how to be self-mastered, how to manifest, how to know the frequencies you're emitting, how your reactions create low frequencies, how your thoughts and your beliefs and your fears that are subconsciously ruining and running your life mm. are vibrating out if you don't understand this right reality that we Fundamental. live in. Mm-hmm. So that's this the, is the first, and this
2: is the quantum
0: piece. This is the quantum, this is module one. And then we go okay. in, still in quantum one. We really talk about a lot of karma and a lot mm-hmm. of gratitude because I want my clients to not just think gratitude is some buzzword that's being thrown around the spiritual community and in manifestation circles, gratitude is the highest frequency. 100% on par with unconditional love. So if I stop focusing on the two things in my life that suck right now and focus on the million things that are actually going right. And even if I'm having a bad day and I just got to say, you know what? I have socks on my feet. I, I have a car in the driveway. You know, there's milk in the fridge. I can focus on something to be grateful for. It doesn't have to be like something crazy and out of control. Just start focusing on the things that are a reflection of the manifestations you've been doing because everything is already a manifestation. Just we're not Mm. always conscious of it. If people want to see where their karma is and where their gratitude is, take a look around you. And if you like what you see, you have a good vibe. If you don't like what you see, your vibe might need a little cleaning. I love that. Thank you. That's where we start. We, we have to start with that universal knowledge and that self-knowledge, because guess what? We are a part of this cosmos. So universal yeah. knowledge is self-knowledge. And
2: you know what's interesting? It's like so many people are like, oh, this gratitude shit. It's, you know, buzzwords, all of that. But hello, right. you can take this all the way back to the Bible in first Thessalonians where they say in everything, in everything with prayer, give Thanks. Thanks unto the Lord. And like, that is really, this is a universal truth. And it is set in stone in the Bible that you are to give thanks in everything that you do, because Mm -hmm. if you're in a state of thankfulness all of the time, then when you are, and specifically in that scripture, it says in, when you're in prayer, give thanks. So what are you doing in prayer? That's right. You're typically asking, you're in prayer and supplication, you're asking for something, you've got to do that. So you're manifesting Through your
0: prayers by
2: giving thanks.
0: So I'm going to give you an example of the frequency between that's right in alignment with that, the frequency of asking and being desperate versus the frequency Mm -hmm. of gratitude. So gratitude shows unwavering faith. Yes. If I believe that my higher power which many choose to call God is yes. running the show and supporting me and divinely carrying me and protecting me then I'm not going to ask I'm going to say thank you because it is yep. already done. Unwavering. So, it's done. Yes. Mustard seed. It's so there. If I'm if I don't have faith I'm going to say something like this. Let's use the example of uh my grandma's in the hospital and she's sick. Dear God, please 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 <laughs> help grandma. Oh my god, like just let her get that lung transplant and make sure the doctors are like skilled surgeons, please just bring her leaves. I need you. I need you. Yeah. The frequency of that is desperation, right? Unsureness mm. and lack of faith. So me, Andrea, the way I would do this, I would say, dear God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you. Thank you for bringing grandma through this. Thank you for the skilled mm. knowledge and hands of that surgical team. Thank you for you working through them in this moment. Thank you for bringing her to her highest joy through this surgery and this operation. Thank you for being there in the room with her. Thank you for calming her and holding her hand. Thank you yes. for her angels surrounding her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the best mm. possible outcome. Because guess what, ladies, Amen. only God knows what the best possible outcome is. So yep. if I say, Let her get this transplant coming in or something, but the best outcome might've been, you know what plan B we have Mm. another idea. I got to take my will out of it. I got to take my desperation and my thinking out of it. And I got to put it in God's will. I love this. And so here's what I think too. I can't, he can, I'm going to let him. That's right. And he does. So that's why we give thanks. What I teach in the I Am Everything project is I don't ask my higher power for anything, ever. I only give gratitude. Yes. It just it just proves that I am in absolute faith in all things. In all things, give thanks. Give thanks. Think and so you shall be. Like it's, it's everywhere. And it's not just in the Bible and it's in so many other religious texts too. So people might think, well, I'm not a Christian. Well, are you Buddhist? Well, are you Muslim? We got one for you too. (laughs) It's it's everywhere. It's in the Vedic texts. It goes into ancient Sanskrit and Aramaic. Because it's
2: a universal truth.
0: And there's only one truth. It might've been translated a bunch of different ways, but there's only one truth. So either we're harmonizing and vibing with it or we're not. I love it. Let's vibe with Mm. it, girl.
1: Yeah, I love it. So then you take people from this higher power, this power from within that's expressing gratitude and just trusting that the universe has your back, right? And then tell us a little bit about is that karma or what exactly is karma in your opinion? Okay, so karma,
0: again, in the Bible, in all religious texts, what you reap is what you (laughs) shall sow. Ah, So there um, it is. So it's basically the law of cause and effect what goes Mm -hmm. around, comes around. Like people don't think karma is everything. Karma is everything. If I touch a hot stove, I'm going to get burnt. The karma Mm -hmm. of me making the choice to touch the stove is I'm going to hurt myself. So the karma of, again, let me give thanks, you know, to the most high God for everything of me doing that is I'm going to have more to be thankful for. Right. So if I want appreciation I need to throw out that karmic boomerang, as I call it, because it's going to come back, throw out appreciation to Trinity, to Shelby, and guess what's going to come back? Appreciation toward me. So if I'm feeling like I'm in a lack of something, I got to give it. So if I want acceptance, I got to give acceptance and stop being judgmental. If I want to be forgiven for my stuff, I got to stop walking around with resentment and forgive people. So That's right. literally it's the law of karma and it goes really hand in hand with the golden rule. So I love mm. teaching that. I was actually writing a book on how to manifest through karma, but I got so, I was going to say busy, <laughs> but I got so abundant with working clients. I couldn't finish it.
1: These are good
2: problems to have. Good problems Great problems, right? to, have. Great problems yeah. to have. Yes. Oh my
1: gosh. Yes. So how did you get here? What was your journey to finding and founding the I am everything project? You know- a lot of people might
0: think, you know, you, you have it going on. You're in SoCal, you're, you're pretty, you know, I'm sure it's not hard for you to be grateful. Oh, uh, I lived in desperation, hopelessness, and a lack of spiritual connection for so long, which wow. is what brought me to this place. Mm. And I started, um, for fun, kind of coaching women and mentoring friends and clients in other industries, um, through this process And I realized this is my purpose. This is my passion. Mm, And one of my wellness clients was like, You got to put this into a program. And it hit my soul in a way that I knew it was a message from the divine. It was like God saying, whispering to her so she could whisper to me, because it just hit my heart. And I was like, You're right. This is my medicine that I'm here to serve to those who want a dose of it. So I, got to work I started making videos I started you know creating this program and you know the rest is history I just couldn't stop and you guys I don't know if you know how much work like an online course and all this oh my (laughs) lord it was a nightmare to build but I did it and I'm so glad that I did and a lot of people will say you know when you're in your purpose and you're in your flow you're going to be met with no resistance and it's just going to be so mm-hmm. easy that's true like my coaching is easy i can help people i can take anyone from any situation and put them into their faith mm-hmm. and put them into the the right perspective on it you know this isn't happening to me it's happening for me let's get you right. there and yeah. Uh, but the website building, oh my God, like the (laughs) long nights, me literally wanting to pull my hair out, me figuring out what code is me. Um, I'm like, so there are going to be some frustrating parts and I don't want people to listen to other people's highlight reels, um, Mm -hmm. or compare their insides to other people's outsides. I'm telling the listeners, it is hard work to create something out of nothing. But when you know, it's your purpose. You got to know when to stop and and take some breaks, but don't stop, you know, like keep going because if I hadn't followed through with this out of exhaustion or fear or imposter syndrome, you know, I wouldn't be here with you ladies Mm -hmm. today. So blissed out
1: and so freaking grateful, you know, so that's an interesting thing, right? Because I think a lot of women in midlife, we have these great ideas and we want to jump in and we want to do all the things and we're operating on that higher frequency, but we do, we hit those, those brick walls or, you know what I think it is. I think that sometimes we feel stuck or we have that imposter syndrome. Maybe that stems from some story that we're telling ourselves from our childhood. Right. So how do you help women get beyond this stuck point so that they can then live into this life that they were meant to live?
0: Okay. That is such a beautiful question. So Mm. in module four of my program, we really get into self-identity, self-concept, self-worth, because if I don't think I'm worthy enough, if I don't know who I am and I don't have the self-esteem to follow through, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to, Mm -hmm. right? So even though I might have fleeting thoughts of imposter syndrome, the fact that I am steadfast in my identity, my self-knowledge, uh, I I will go forward because that voice is way louder than my voice of self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And I have enough spiritual tools in my toolbox that I can just say, you know what? You need to stuff it over there. You're a right. liar. I right. know I'm a baddie. You need to stop. So what we look at when people are really struggling with this aspect of moving forward, I, I take a look at their energetic currency. Where am I putting all my attention? Where am I expending this? And we start with looking at What do you value? So the listeners can really start figuring out who they are by making a list, grabbing a notebook. I have all my clients just do pen to paper. It's the best. We can look back and and refer to it as well Um, and say, what do I value? So for me, I might say I value honesty. I value integrity. I value compassion and empathy. I value good listening. I value spiritual connection. And I could go on and on. But then yeah. I look to see where do I derive myself worth from? So mm. if I, so then another column on my paper might be like, well, what car I drive and that people mm-hmm. see me getting out of it, mm. um, these Gucci sunglasses. <laughs> and then I'm like, is there any congruency between these two columns? Right. That's no. why you're miserable. That's why you can't do anything because you don't even know who you are. So I'm going to start putting my energetic currency into the things I do value. And I'm going to stop putting energy into what I think people want me to be and do, because that's, that's right. why we don't have true self-esteem. That's why we feel stuck and trapped and feel like we can't follow through. And when you have humility, mm-hmm. ooh. It's okay if you fail. So many people are afraid of taking that leap of faith into their passion and their purpose because, well, what if I suck at it? What are my friends going to think? What's my what mom going to if I gonna, fail? What if right? I fail? Who cares? Right. Then you right. failed. But at least you did your best and you tried. And sometimes we fail. And we learn and we try again. When you look at the success of any billionaire or any like one who's super successful, they'll tell you success is not linear. I didn't no. like just say, oh, I'm a success one day. Right. It's failure, setback, failure, setback, heartbreak. Duh, 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 duh. You're just seeing the end result. You're not seeing the struggle. So right. we have to have enough humility to one, ask for help when we need it. Yes. And two, be okay with making mistakes as we grow. Yes. Love that. I always
2: think of it though. we've got to fail fast. Like the more that we allow this long, prolonged failure, then not only does it affect our trajectory and what we're doing, but it affects our attitude, our hearts, uh, the way we see ourselves, because we start to live in that space, which creates us actually identifying with that failure and being able Mm. to separate the failure from your identity mm-hmm. yes, is critical. You are not the failure. Oh, In wow. fact, it's, is it a failure? It is really just a stepping stone to the next piece, to the yes. next thing you're going to drive towards, to the next thing you're going to try, to the next thing that is going
0: to eventually lead you to amazing. Yes. Like for example, so starting a business, I failed miserably at running like Facebook and Instagram ads. Yes. failed miserably. Amen. So I, I, I started buying some like coaching things and some little mentorships and let me, let me do what they're doing. They got some templates and I spent five figures on Instagram hmm. ads. I didn't mm-hmm. get one client. What that failure epic failure told me was stop just Let's because fail fast, <laughs> just because everyone else is killing it with Facebook ads. That I'm getting a hard no from my higher power, from my soul, from maybe I wasn't seeing the sign, so I had to get a big sign. And for me, financial failure is always a big sign. Exactly. And I realized I actually get clients by showing up and being me. Mm. So I'm doing the videos. I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing all the things that actually show people my true essence, because when you're going to work with a self-mastery guide, for example, this is a very intimate mentorship and relationship. Yes. You have to know me. And is that going to mm. show on, you know, uh, an Instagram or a Facebook ad? No. No. So I gave that up, but that failure taught me to go even more boldly into my Mm -hmm. authenticity and my purpose and show up and do the things I'm good at, which is like being a little ham on camera.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) love this. I love this. So then, so I hear you saying that you've taught yourself along the way, and I know that you like to teach your clients, how to be their own gurus, because that's mm-hmm. really what it's all about. Like going to a coach and going through all these programs can't be sustainable forever. I mean, I'm, I'm trying really hard to do all of the programs. <laughs> Shelby has done like
2: all the things, all the programs.
1: Who's the next person? You would think I would be yeah. a guru by it's now? Exhausting. Teach me how to be my own guru. So I don't have to keep shelling out all my money. For now, let me stuff.
0: tell you, it is not a good business plan. What I do it's not, but I don't want return customers. I want to teach you everything you need to know so intimately within every cell of your body that you could teach what I teach. Now, Mm -hmm. when I did it on my own, it took me two decades of research to get to the level of self-mastery, self-knowledge, overstanding, understanding of everything that I teach. So what I've done is I cut away all the weird stuff, all the fluff, everything unnecessary so that My clients can self-soothe, self-heal, be grateful, know how to reroute to bliss when they veer off ship, like letting them know you are the captain of your ship. No one, no one can steer you left or right unless you give them that energetic permission. And if you do allow that, you know how to get back. So what I do is I actually give my clients lifetime access to the coursework. And I just had a client. She was one of my first graduates and her life got like, real good, real fast. She actually reached out to me and she said, Hey, I just reworked module four, which was what we were just talking about. That self-concept self-worth, where am I going with my energy? And after doing that work alone, which is not a manifestation module, it's just a self-knowledge module. Yeah. She ended up manifesting a $1.3 million house that she had no business getting. Wow. I was like, I wasn't like shocked by that, but I was like, you're like, See, let me revisit module four. Yeah, yes, <laughs> so I want my clients to be to to be their own medicine, and yes. sometimes we just need a refresher. So mm-hmm. if they're and sometimes you know different clients might work different things again. Okay. I need a refresher on karma and gratitude. It's been a while. So what I do though, is I, I started doing, and I'm really glad I did this. I started doing, um, group coaching calls with everyone that's either in the program or gone through the program, just to keep them up to date and keep them fresh because this is what we do as human beings. We find something that works like gratitude or like meditation or yoga working out. And we get where we want to go. Like, let's say I lost 10 pounds or, You know, I started manifesting some cool stuff. My relationship got better. And then I stop the gratitude. I stopped the trainer. I start eating the ho-hos and the ding-dongs and the funnies again. And then I'm like, how do I get miserable again? So we need to stop stopping Mm -hmm. when things get good. When things get good, we need to double down. It's time to level up. Yes. Level up. Okay. What's next? Yes.
1: You know what? There's a thing. In our brains that say, Mm -hmm. okay, I've gotten here. And then we stop. What is that? And why do we do that to ourselves?
0: I wish I knew. It's part of the human condition because it's one thing I have to drill into my clients' brains. You're going to want to stop. You're going to want to let up on your spiritual practice Mm -hmm. because guess what? Things are going to get real good. But I beg you, please do not stop. And
1: they do. And then so that's why well, we have a yeah. lifetime access. Go and that's rework it. <laughs> well, I have wondered this a lot because I do think that that and I wonder if it's because we're afraid of the next level. We don't know what the next level looks like. I don't I don't know what's driving that, but I find that super interesting. It's got to be something in our
2: DNA, right? It's yeah. got to be yeah. some sort of basic human instinct. Like you, you've traveled and journeyed to get to this place. yeah. Ooh, all right tribe we have reached it everybody set mm-hmm. up your this is your it tents, right set up your teepees. by the river <laughs> yeah. make you know you let's know what make it is? the
0: gardens and all the I things I think it is because we don't know how good it can get like i mentioned yeah. a little bit earlier like i think that my idea between my two ears is the ultimate but god the cosmic mm-hmm. computer universal consciousness knows so much better than my paltry mind could even fathom. Right. Yes. So when, cause I can tell you right now, I am living a life beyond my wildest dreams. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm living the dream life for everyone, but I would never have imagined that I'm doing the things I'm doing right now, you know, at 40 years old, I would never have imagined that this is my life. I would never imagine this level of just uh, compassion and what I do for a job and all these things. It's beyond my wildest dreams. Cause guess what? I didn't come up with it. Hmm. Yes. So I think that's what it is. We don't know how good it can get because we're trapped in the ego. We think we have it. And so we just stay. Okay, this is cool. I got the $1.3 million house. Okay, cool. Right. That's I'm gonna stay enough. here. Yeah. I don't need to be grateful
1: anymore. I got it. I've attained but it. What's it's the next? ultimate. But we don't even yeah. know what could be next. Yeah. yeah. That's such a good. Yeah, I love that idea. I,
0: I might have that. to do a little
1: research on this ladies. Yeah, we might exactly. have to do a part 2.
0: Ooh, I, I love think that. I'm going to do part this. 2 I three, and that. 4. Right? Right, <laughs> right. I could talk to you guys
1: all day. We'll all revisit module 4 together
2: <laughs> like, 1.3, uh 1.3. Uh.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And I want to dive into a little bit. You said two decades you were working on this and I know one of those decades you spent at Playboy. So I am right. Super curious to know what was your role there and how did you bring what lessons you learned in that experience into this joyful life that you're living today? That's right.
0: So I started researching all of this stuff when I was about 19, 20 years old. Mm. So I was always studying quantum theory, uh, kind of for fun. I was just very science minded. I went to UC Irvine. I was a bio major. I'm one of those weirdos that loves reading scientific papers and research. I'd much rather read like the 40 page research than like the article. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want someone's opinion. I want (laughs) to know the facts. And I'm like, are there any conflicts interest on the bottom of this? Like I'm that freak. So I started researching everything. And it was like, this is how, you know, when you're in alignment with your purpose, I just kept being pulled to it. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like, for oh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to buy a quantum physics book today. And it was just like, hmm, there's something. Oh, is that a book over there on someone's shelf? Let me go wow. read that. Okay, oh, yeah. I borrow yeah. this. Um, I just, it kept running into me and I kept running into it. Right. And so even though I started working for Playboy, and I'll talk about that, I never stopped this passion for quantum mm-hmm. knowledge and self-knowledge and deeper Overstanding, inner standing. So I when I was 19 years old, I posed for the college girls issue of Playboy representing UCI. And um (laughs) my parents did not like that too much. And I was like, Mama was so proud. Oh Lord, we didn't talk for quite a while. Um, I like it was bad. Um, I've since made amends and we're we're totally fine. Yeah. Um Playboy realized, oh my God, Andrea can actually like walk and talk. We're going to have her um, do our radio show. We're going to have her do red carpet interviews. We're going to have her do anything that requires on the spot, logical thinking and talking. Right. And so I started doing all the things for them. And I ended up dropping out of school because the work that Playboy TV, Playboy radio, and the magazine was giving me was so overwhelming and so lucrative, especially at that Mm -hmm. age. So it became my full-time job and it actually became a wonderful thing. You know, I had the number two rated morning show after Howard Stern on Sirius XM wow. over wow. 7 million listeners. Yeah. And it was awesome. I loved it. But the more self-knowledge I got, the more I started realizing I want to put this into practice. I don't want to just have a head full of knowledge. I want to start living this. The more I realized I was betraying myself mm,
2: yeah,
0: and that the vapid nature of the conversations we were having on air were so out of alignment with who mm-hmm. I was outside of radio, yeah. outside of Playboy, that I got to a point where I had an emotional rock bottom.
2: And that uh, self-awareness, just you knew your frequency
0: was off. I knew that I was insulting my soul. Wow. And I could I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And I broke down one day before the show, sobbing, crying, and uh two weeks later the show was done. You know, I just wow. could not do it anymore. And I did that. I don't know. I, I wish I knew. I should probably look it up. I think it was like 12 years. I was on mm, wow. a Playboy Radio five days a week, three hours a day. You know, this was a time where Sirius was I, I, 100% commercial free. So, yeah. you know, the only break I would get would be 30 seconds. I'd run to the bathroom, come back. So, oh three hours of talk daily for 12 years. And I was just like, I That's can't. A lot. It's a lot. But one of the things that, Kept me there, even though I had spiritually awakened and I'm walking the walk and I'm doing the stuff and I'm helping people, I'm being of service, was financial fear. I said, uh-huh. How can I maintain this level of lifestyle and minimal amount of work, three hours a day, done at work mm-hmm. at 10 a.m.? And it's like, maybe you can work a little bit. Maybe get over yourself a little bit, Mm. you know? And I had to really check my ego. I had to get really ruthlessly honest with myself. I had to get even deeper. And all this self-experience is what helps me help my clients. When I share with them the depths of denial and delusion I lived in and that I used financial insecurity as my calling card for why I was staying at Playboy when I'm like a self-mastery coach, like- Come on! Yeah. So, if I can pull myself out of my own denial, delusion, and fear, I can. I can help anyone because that was a doozy. <laughs> that a doozy. I yeah. love that.
1: You know, something that you said really stood out to me, and this is the idea of ego. So, mm-hmm. I'm curious what your perspective is on the idea of ego and how it plays a part in this space where we're really operating on a higher power and higher vibration, like where does the ego come in and how do we overcome that? I'm obsessed with this question. Um, There's four ego stages.
0: And when I first begun this process, you know, even with the research, even with everything, when I'm at UCI, I'm 19, I'm posing for Playboy, blah, blah, blah. blah. I was in stage one, which was ego dominance,
1: which Mm. is,
0: lack of awareness of the ego's control and command over my life. Mm -hmm. I was literally letting, again, that crap between my ears lead the show. I was unconscious. I was lacking an awareness of my ego and it felt like um, no awareness of my limiting beliefs, no awareness Mm -hmm. of my resentments. And and living through fears that the egoic mind clings to. So a lot of people think, oh, the ego is like, oh, I'm amazing. Like, psh, no, my ego is like, stay small, stay invisible, right. stay in fear. Right. Don't worry, you do, Right. right. Yeah. So your ego at this stage is super fragile and it's therefore overactive and super sensitive. So you, you're at a point where no matter what anyone says, you take it personally. You know what I mean? I don't know if you ladies have been there before, yeah, but it's like, sure, no matter what 100%. anyone would say. So like, if someone mentioned that they preferred black brown hair over blonde yeah. hair, for example, I might be like, why are you personally attacking my hair? Exactly. Color? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My God. It's like, why would this person say that to me? That is so hurtful. Where it's like, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> right. But like, He didn't say, I don't like your blonde hair. And even if he did say it, it still would have nothing to do with me. It would have to do with him, his need to say that, which is his own ego, right? So this unaware mind of ego stage one, it really drives all of our behavior. The mindset is so rigid and it's so fixed. Like you can hear what people are saying, but you cannot listen to what they're saying. You respond to things people didn't actually say because you're unconsciously fixated through that lower self, that lower consciousness and any disagreement just feels like betrayal. It's like life or death,
2: you know, everything's internal. You're looking at you and how everything affects you without any awareness for the outside world, any awareness for the things around you. It is all about you. It almost feels a a, a smidge narcissistic in a way.
0: Yes. So when we talk about frequencies, narcissism is the same frequency as self-pity. They mm. are the same frequency. So the narcissist actually hates themselves. The narcissist actually has no self-knowledge, which is why they have to control and attack and project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly ego stage one. So ah. the second ego stage, it's after that unconscious awareness. It's where the, it's, it's ego awareness. It's mm. when we've begun in some regard, the work, sometimes it's subconsciously that we start the Mm -hmm. work. Um, And it's necessary to know that our ego is not the ultimate, but we start to realize my ego is actually a limitation. Okay. So then we're at the point of clarity where we realize that we spent the first chapter of our life building up our ego. Now it's the time to start breaking it down. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I did not do this right. Right. Yeah. And we don't dismiss it, but at this stage, we're just aware of it, commanding our decisions. And usually at this stage though, we have the awareness, but we don't choose to rise above. The mm. third or do we
2: know what to do with it?
0: No, we just That's start, right. we just realize what it is and that it has a control. Sure. Um, it's, it's kind of just like an understanding at this point. Yeah, But the third stage is I call it the ego, eagle, eagle. It's like the witness. It's like flying above, just watching everything. Mm -hmm. And I call it the ego, eagle, um, because we can fly high and observe and witness all of our narratives, our stories, our lies, our actions, our reactions, and we're flying high. And we can discern where our reactions are are stemming from. It's kind of natural to us. Mm. And our brain has been wired to instantly know what feeds the ego or feeds the soul at this stage. And you can feel the vibrational contrast. It's tangible to you at this Mm. new level of conscious expansion. So at ego stage three, we're not fully like embodied. We're not like floating on a cloud, like, oh my God, I've (laughs) transcended my ego. But we are very close. It's like, we're like a choice away. It's like when we mess up, we know, oh God, that was that underlying fear. Okay. Whatever. Let's do it. It's really kind of working the the path of self-mastery. The fourth and final ego stage is self-mastery where you've conquered unconsciousness. You've slayed the ego awareness and you want more than just to fly high and see it. You really want it to have no control over you. Now, We don't ever rid ourselves of the ego. I want everyone to really, really know that. We will never not have it. But what we want is to not let it rule our life subconsciously. Mm -hmm. We want our soul to be ruling our life. We want our connection to our higher power to be guiding our life through that faith, through that trust, through that self-knowledge, through that service to others. So when you're in that space, when all you know is inner peace, there's no room at the table for the ego to sit. It's like, yes. it's there, but it's at the kitty table. It's yeah. not having the big boy conversation. 100%. So let's
2: think about these different levels. And as we work through these, you know, I like to always think about it as leveling up, right? Yes. And it's really leveling up even in your self-awareness. How does that begin to shift your frequency and what can you expect as a result from that?
0: I love that. So when, We start to realize that our ego is creating these lower consciousness, lower vibe behaviors, the choosing to be offended, for example. Can you imagine like when I think like, oh, I'm offended, the frequency and the vibration that goes through my body, Mm. like being offended is a choice. And people don't necessarily Mm. understand that, you know. Um, So when I start to work these steps, work these phases of ego dominance to ego transcendence, I start to become very, very radically aware of the different frequencies that these reactions that my ego perpetuates start emitting. And these are emitting all day, every day. So if my default is I'm constantly offended, I'm constantly looking for a conflict with people like ladies, do you know, people who are always getting into road oh. rage?
1: Oh God, yeah, for sure.
0: And those work? drama,
2: those drama people that always oh, want yeah, drama. Yeah. They're always picking yeah. something.
1: Always a complaint. Yeah. That's not us, is it? No. So
0: they're, they're low key frequencies of believing that that's happening because they're trapped in ego dominance and they have to be right. And everyone has to be wrong. They're creating a reality where they're calling in more conflict. I don't have any conflict when I'm driving, you know, people are waving me over, I'm waving them over like, but lo and behold, people that live in my same city, same neighborhood, like, oh my God, the people are crazy out there, dude. Like I flipped some dude. I'm like, oh my God, that is not, not my reality. <laughs> so the more that you transcend the ego, and again, we don't get rid of it, but we stop letting it subconsciously rule our life. The higher our frequency becomes because we're getting rid of lower frequency behaviors and subconscious reactions and choices. So it's not easy to admit Oh, I'm subconsciously sending out these frequencies, but once you start getting aware of it, you can start turning it over to your higher power. So what I suggest to people when they are just like, well, how do I stop this? You know, I have this neural pathway, like driven into my mind where every time I see something, it pisses me off. I go, you identify it, you notice it and you say to God or whoever you call your higher power, God, I don't like the way this feels. I don't want this. I don't need this. I don't like this. It doesn't feel good to me. So it must not feel good to anyone around me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking it from me. Thank you for relieving me of these lower frequencies that do not serve me or my highest. Thank you for taking these from me. They do not serve my purpose. Thank you for you working through me. And thank you for you relieving me of this. Mm -hmm. Boom. Turn it over. You do that a a hundred times. Guess what? That reaction is no longer there. Mm -hmm. Catch it. Flip it. I Catch it. Identify it. Catch it. Flip it
2: identify it, catch it, flip it. I love that.
0: Yeah. And it really, that. that we literally rewire the brain to bliss. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of cut out those middle steps where I have to catch it and flip it. and I'm just in gratitude. I'll give your listeners a really cool takeaway. I have this on the, um, the razor vibration guide. That's like in my link tree. I'll, I'll probably give you guys the link. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Every time I get in the car and this was weird at first, don't get me wrong. Radio off podcast off except for this one everyone listen to this one right um <laughs> silence i am in gratitude my entire drive anywhere i go mm. so my commute to work years ago used to be 35 minutes i was 35 minutes of gratitude to and from work every day mm. every day when I have a long road trip, I'll be in and out of a conversation with God the entire time. And Mm. in, in between, I might put on, you know, maybe a podcast like this to just reinvigorate me. Then I go right back to God, Mm -hmm. like, you know, or I might listen to Wayne Dyer books on tape or you know something to that effect, just something to keep me in that serene space. And when I'm driving, I'm giving gratitude for my protection. I'm giving gratitude for me getting to my location without a glitch or hiccup or a hitch. And you know, just getting there smoothly. I'm seeing myself pulling into whatever driveway and guess what? I don't get into accidents. I don't get pulled over. How can I, when I'm riding high with my HP, as I call them, my higher power. (laughs) Like, (laughs) So I really suggest that people try this drive time gratitude practice. It's absolutely life-changing and the karmic effect of that Yeah. Is I have a great blissful life that I have more to be grateful for. So I want to jump into gratitude. I can't wait to get into my car. I love driving. It's like, it's like just being in a a prayer all day long. It's so good. That's amazing.
1: Wow. Well, my gosh, I swear the time has totally flown by. I want to just keep going on this. I know. So I, I would love
0: to talk to you girls again. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> we'll have to but definitely yes. bliss party in SoCo, right? Southern California. That was SoCal, right? Southern So-cal, California. Yeah. I think, yes. I, guess. I
2: think you're sending us So-co. to Southern Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Or I was thinking SoCo was like what I used to drink in college. Southern right? comfort. Oh my God, girl.
0: <laughs> I was a vodka person.
1: Obviously uh-huh. that's a neural pathway. And my brain is the old.
0: <laughs> You're so funny. I anyway. love
1: that. Oh my gosh, Andrea. Thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your just positive energy and good vibes, great karma and wonderful tips with our audience yes. today. It's and so an you absolute did pleasure. Mention that you have a link. So tell us where we can find you. Yeah. So the place I live the
0: most is on Instagram. So I, okay. I was really referring to the link tree in my bio. It's oh, at yeah. the, I am everything project. Also, it's going to be on the bottom of my website at AndreaLowell.com. but I can send it to you girls as well. So you can put it in the show notes, but I'd okay. really love everyone who's listening to get my free raise your vibration, um, PDF download, because it's going to teach you simple, tips and tricks that you can start incorporating into your daily existence that aren't going to take any time. It's like I said, there's no time adding gratitude to my drive, That's right? right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone's like, I don't have time. Yes, you do. Because I am the most abundant person I know when it comes to scheduling of my calendar and I'm doing it all day, every day. That's So it. I want to give them the raise the vibe. And then if anyone wants to work with me, the links to work with me are going to be in my link tree as well. Fantastic.
2: Awesome. Well, you Thank have you. been such a breath of fresh air. And it has been so amazing talking with you. We do need to have you back because we've got to dive into how we're going to raise our frequency. Shelby and I have big plans. We might even need to do some, some like double coaching with you. Yeah, 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 So let's talk about all of this next time. And man, oh man, thank you.
1: Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me for being here. It was great to have you. I loved this conversation. Yeah. Shelby,
2: did you love it as much as I did?
1: I I just loved Andrea's energy and I think it's just like her energy that just projects everything that she is and everything that she's manifested in her life. It's like I want to become her. Like she inspired me to want to be more than I am today. Absolutely. Andrea,
2: you are my new spirit animal. So, okay, let's get to the good stuff, the takeaways. So number one for me was it all, all of it starts with quantum mechanics. Everything in this reality is energy, it's intention. Yes,
1: right. I know it sounds, you said woo woo, but the way that again, Andrea puts it, it just seems so tangible. And really what stood out to me is the idea of karma. And it's such a simple concept. It's like what you put out is what you get. She said something like the karma boomerang. And Mm -hmm. I love this idea of, you know, you get back and return what you give. And so in order to live the best life, you have to stop focusing on the negative things in life and just focus on the good. And when you practice gratitude daily, and when you give goodness into the universe, you get goodness back and you just then start operating on a different, like a literal different frequency going back to the quantum mechanics of it all.
2: Absolutely, and along with that karma boomerang, it was like thinking of karma as the law of cause and effect. What Mm. goes around comes around. All of these things that we have always said, these sayings that we've known since we were kids, that's what that energy is so if there's something that you feel that you lack if there is a space in your life where there is emptiness where there is lack you have to connect to that space and know that this is where i have got to start giving you got to give from that space to receive into Mm -hmm.
1: that space yes oh my gosh that's so good and the ego Mm. i I'm really fascinated by this idea of the ego and why it stands in our way and how to move it out of the yeah. way. And I love this concept that she said that the ego has four stages or four states. And it's this this unawareness. You're not aware of the ego. You mm-hmm. elevate yourself to this awareness like, huh, that must be my ego standing in my way. Then you reach the third stage of, of your ego awareness, which is this ego eagle, where she said you're sort of sitting above it You see how it's impacting your life. In fourth state is this self-mastery that when we understand how the ego works, that we can then begin to make different choices and again, operate on that different frequency, that different level and almost overcome the ego or not allow it to control or rule our world as much as it does today.
2: That's right. And this brings us to... Really, our final takeaway, one that really, really connected with me is being present. You have to be present and be in that right mindset so that when you notice a negative feeling, and it requires you being present with your brain to notice those negative feelings when they come up, you've got to realize in that moment that you're operating at a lower frequency. And when you see it, you have to identify that. You have to catch it, you have to flip it and release it. Or, like Missy Elliott oh, yeah. said, you got to put that bang down, flip it and reverse it, honey. So, <laughs> in that moment, see it, catch it, flip it, release it, let it go, and fill that space back up mm-hmm. with that positive thought, that positive energy of who you are and who you intend to be from this moment forward.
1: Yes, ladies. So many good takeaways. Oh my gosh. Like literally, I, I i mean, there could be 10 more that we could For sure. Here is so good. For sure.
2: But start on these five and you'll be golden. Start
1: on these five. And we yes. want to know which one really resonated with you. Which tip, which tool, which lesson will you apply in your real world? So leave us a review and let us know what really spoke to you. All right, ladies, we will see you again next week in the middle.